rising on an emerging generation of kings. John chapter 14. All right, beautiful. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, what will happen? What will happen? The works that I do, if you believe in me, you will do also. And greater works than these, he will do. So somebody says, oh, but I've not done the works that Jesus did, or I've not seen that dimension in my life look at somebody say it's going to happen if jesus said it will happen say it will happen look at that person say by my hands the sick will recover by my hands the dead will come to life by my hands revival will happen is that rema rema is good to see you this morning can we celebrate rema she's been away for couple of weeks we'll see after the service right so if jesus said it will happen will it happen or not it will happen so write this down i believe his promise above my experience i believe his promise above my experience my theology is not subject to my experience my experience will eventually conform to my theology how do i know that is true the word calls us holy and saints. It says you are holy brethren. We're holy in the Lord. It says we're saints. How many of you have been through things or you've done things in your life that were not saintly at all? Raise your hand. Oh, come on. All the liars seem to be on one side. You're not lying in Jesus' name. You're a saint. The Bible calls you a saint. How many of you have done things before? You're like, hey, 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 hey. This is not saintly at all. So pure. It's not right but the bible says you're a saint so is the word of god a lie tell me talk to me this morning is he a lie what is happening you are in the process of becoming what he has already called you and named you in the spirit so similarly when it says if anyone believes in me the works that i do he will do also and greater works then these will he do because I go to my father. It's that, is that true or true? Is that true or true? True. Yanni, you need to listen to the sound. It's not as bright. It said, because the reason that will happen is because I'm going to my father and I wanted to also write this down. The work never stops because of the absence of one man. Jesus left, but the work continued. Are you hearing this? Who would imagine the great apostle Paul who gave us some of the most profound insights about the Christ. He left. Did the work stop? Shout aloud. Peter was going to be crucified. He said, I'm not going to be crucified the same way my master was crucified. Turned me upside down. So he was crucified upside down. Did the work stop? How many of you had a grandfather who was a preacher or a priest or a reverend or lay reader or deacon? Grandfather, grandmother, anybody in your ancestry? Maybe they built the first church in your village and all of that. 
and they did mighty exploits for the kingdom, great revivals and healing miracles and all of that. When they passed, did the work stop? Look at somebody and say, we're here for a season. And we're going to maximize our time here. Shout aloud and say, I'm here for just a while. Said, I'm going to go. But the people that I'm leaving behind, they have to do greater works. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son, verse 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray. Now watch this, because this is going to be very important. But it's going to be an earlier part of the teaching. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father... And he will give you another helper, another just like me, that he may abide with you forever, forever, not for a while, forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. Verse 18, can we read that together? I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Verse 19, a little while longer and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I leave. You will also leave. You will leave also. At that day, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. <laughs> he who has my commandments and keeps them it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and manifest myself to him somebody say amen, amen. father we thank you for inspiration illumination and understanding thank you that our eyes are open our ears are attentive and our spirits are immersed in the reality of your revelation Thank you for transformation this morning. There are many of us who need comfort will receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit. There are many of us who need help will receive the help of the Holy Spirit. Many of us who need clarity, precision, accurate judgment, discernment will receive all those provisions by the administration of the Holy Ghost. And Father, I break over this atmosphere every spirit of depression and every spirit of confusion and every spirit of disillusionment, and every spirit of abandonment in the name of Jesus. Father, let your glory move in a fresh and different way. We give you all the praise for healing virtue, for the anointing of your spirit, and the grace not only to press through the season, but to do the greater works for which you were saved for. The eternal counsel of the Christ will be fleshed out in our lives. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, our King. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'm not getting the amens from this side this morning. Ian, you really need to help me with the sound. It was very good earlier. I don't know what happened. On stage, it sounds very awful. So you really need to help me. So I'm not working hard to break the distraction in my mind. All right. 
So here in the text, we find something very interesting. We see Jesus, he's speaking and is saying, I am going, I'm going to leave this earth. It is the way of all men to leave the earth. Every man is going to journey through the earth. David is very clear about this when it says that we are sojourners on earth. And I know that for many of us, we have received that by faith. We're going to leave out our full purpose in the earth. You're going to live long. You're going to live strong. You're going to live healthy. You're going to live whole in the name of Jesus right but it's not just about the duration of your life it's about the direction of your life it's about the constituent the uh, sum total the entirety of your life Jesus lived for 33 and a half years and it says see guys I'm done I'm good to go I'm out of here I am away from this place and it begins to give them instructions to say my life was here to serve this purpose in other words the purpose does not serve my life if the purpose served my life my life on earth will outlive the purpose are you following but my life is to serve the purpose. In other words, the purpose superintends my life. The kingdom assignment, the kingdom mandate. And there are many times where particularly in the Pentecostal world, people have not been taught about the import of God's agenda and assignment. And so we love our lives more than we love the purpose of God. Whereas Jesus says, the very first thing that must happen when you begin to follow me is that you must actually crucify yourself and reckon yourselves to be dead on a daily. Look at yourself, look at your neighbor. Say reckon yourself to be dead on a daily. It says every day have that mindset that I am pouring it all. I'm not waiting for a better time. I'm not waiting to get married. I'm not waiting for the church to grow to 2,500 or 5,000 members. I'm not waiting for the business to turn over 100 million before I volunteer my best ideas. Now, the reason you have a life that way is not because you are afraid of death. That's not the reason. It's not because you are afraid of death. It is because you are not afraid of death. And therefore, you are not postponing life. Are you understanding this? You've seen that, you've, you've heard, you've heard that sound bite where the guy's like, ah, any money where I get now, I would be enjoying myself. Don't worry about my future. Leave my, my future. Is, <laughs> my future is going nowhere, right? That is wantonness. That is an extreme place. The Bible says we walk circumspectly. Now, many believers, they have this ideology of when I have this, I will do this. Are you seeing that? Jesus is not operating from that premise. Every day he was living it maximally. Look at somebody. Say leave it out. Maximally. Not from fear, but from boldness. From audacity. From conviction. Paul put it this way. He said that my life, I've poured it out. As a drink offering. I've emptied the cup. Are you following this now? I've emptied the cup. In other words, check me out. I'm not holding back because I understand the assignment. Look at someone say, I understand the assignment. Not the way some girls do, but the way Jesus did. I understood the assignment. Jesus understood the assignment and he knew that he was going to hand over the assignment to somebody else. But then he introduces one of the most 
challenging doctrines for many people. And I want to help somebody understand that a little bit this morning. And that is the doctrine of the Trinity. Why? He said, uh, this thing I've spoken to you in verse 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. So he's talking, he's the son, he's Jesus Christ, he's the word. And it says, well, let me introduce to you another personality, the helper. And then let me introduce to you another one that you're familiar with, with the father. So there is the father, there is the son, and there is the Holy Spirit. Now, how many of you at some point you've had a challenge with the doctrine of the Trinity? Just raise your hand somewhere, not like you don't like them, but it can be quite naughty to crack right anybody like that anybody like that yep anybody yeah, yeah 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 oh some of you guys whose hands are not up you've always known it you've always gotten it right do you tell right come, come, come and explain to us just was like yeah yeah that's me i'm hope you didn't even say you're part of the trinity give her a microphone did i misread what you said <laughs> all right all right so but a, a lot of believers sometimes and and let you know how many of you evangelized you were evangelizing and you spoke to a muslim and the muslim was like ah you will you serve three gods now you've heard that before you will serve three gods how can you serve three gods there's only one god and all of that and so we can get into all those arguments and difficulties if we don't have a comprehensive understanding of the Godhead. That's one. Number two, without anybody arguing with you, you can argue with yourself. Where sometimes, because I was sharing the office of the course of the week and got some feedback videos. I posted one of them uh, by Kenneth yesterday. And she was saying something that I believe many people can identify with. Where sometimes you're wondering, who should I focus on? Should I focus on the Holy Spirit? Because some people like focus on the Holy Spirit. He's your friend. He's your senior partner. He's your, he's your party party. He's focus on the Holy Spirit. And some people say it's all in that word. That word. The word of life. Jesus. Right? Some people like, no, no, no. It's the Father. I am with the Father. Oh, Puna. It's the Father. So sometimes you're wondering when you're praying, who do you see when you're praying? Are you seeing? <laughs> Tell me, you're feeling all, seeing all of <laughs> Tell me, what, what are you seeing? Anyone? <laughs> anyone your eye? Mids! Right? It can be a little disturbing. But it should not be disturbing. And for it not to be disturbing, we must understand it. Somebody say, I understand it. Raise your right hand and say, Holy Spirit, I receive understanding. Shout, I have understanding. Shout, I am enlightened by your spirits. In the name of Jesus. It's important. Because if you don't understand the dynamics of the Godhead, you will not come to maturation in the Christ. You will not. This is the reason when Jesus is about to leave, he introduces to them the Godhead. He does not just say, I'm going to leave, but last, last, Emawa, all right. He could have said that. He could have said that without delineating the functionalities of the Godhead. 
He could have just said, you know what, guys, I'm, I'm out of here, but you will be fine. He introduces to them, watch this, not a feeling, but a being. A person. It says, the Holy Spirit, give me my scripture reference media. It says that the Holy Spirit, the helper, the Father is going to send you the helper. He said, it's the spirit of truth. He will give you another helper. When it's saying he'll give you another helper in the original text, the Father will give you another just like me. So please don't get into the point where you're like, oh, the father is just the father is just this guy that does not care about anybody. You know, people say things like the father is not in touch with humanity. Then Jesus is the most sacrificial one. <sighs> sweet Jesus, sweet Jesus, how wonderful you are. You are fairer than the morning star. You are brighter. Little that grows by the way. More precious than gold. Do you know yes, than Jesus? Do you know why he's so sweet? After three days, he rose from dead. I've never seen a man who rose from. Oh, he is God. Amen. He has risen from the dead. You guys have got Sunday school. Every that Jesus cry, take glory, take glory, Father, take glory, Son, take glory, Holy Ghost, now for take glory, take glory, take glory, take glory. For me, on the way to Calvary, way to Calvary, he went for me, and tried to set me free. I have, I have a father. Now we know those who were faithful in Sunday school. The others who were not singing were busy eating kuli kuli and donkwa at the back of the kiosk or talking to boys and girls. Have I shaken anybody's table already? So, so how come some of you guys don't know the song? Okay, just got saved last week. No, don't tell us they're Gen Z. Some of these people here are Gen Z. Right, under the canopy. <laughs> Cano, Cano. <laughs> so, so he's introducing to them another just like me. So the Holy Spirit, please understand this, is not junior God. Are you seeing that now? It's not an inferior God. It's not a secondary God. He's not a by-the-way God. He's not the God that is left when God is done. I hope you see this now. This is very important. It will change your life. Understanding this will make a remarkable difference in your walk. It's that I will ask the Father and will give you another Savior. 
Savior because you need many things to be, you need to be saved from many things. After you've been saved from sin through the work of Christ, you need to be saved from self through the work of the Holy Spirit. You need to be saved from wicked and unreasonable men like Paul said. By the Holy Spirit saying, don't go to that place. Are you hearing this? You need to be saved from food poisoning. Who does that work? The Holy Spirit. The Savior. The Holy Spirit of truth who will be to you a what? A friend just like me. Yet there are many people who only see the Holy Spirit as their language translator. Or an interpreter. The father said, Baba Wigbe. All things are working together for good. That's what you do when you I proclaim in the name of Jesus, I'm walking in the fullness of the if all you're doing is interpreting tongues with the Holy Ghost, you have him as an interpreter, not as a friend. He said he's not a tongues interpreter. He's a friend. He can interpret tongues. He does give you understanding about, are you following this? But he is a friend just like me. In other words, the way Jesus walked with them, the way Jesus hung, hung out with them, the way Jesus was there to administer healing, he said, you're going to have the Holy Spirit now. He's going to do exactly what I did in my physical form. Is somebody here? He said, exactly. So there are people who say things like, oh, I, if Jesus was on earth, Jesus is still on earth. How? By who? The Holy Spirit. Now listen, if the body of Jesus was to walk into this place, the physical embodiment of Jesus was to walk into this place right now, and your response in worship or giving or intensity would heighten, that means you're not operating in the consciousness of the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is the equivalent of me being physically present and you forming activity and changing all the whole place and me not being physically in the place and I send my word and say, I want this to be done and you are sloppy in my absence. What do you call that? eye service. In other words, your life as a believer will be in the realm of eye service until you are serviced by the Holy Ghost. This is important. What makes a difference between an eyewitness and a high witness is that the eyewitness has seen physical things. The high witness has seen spiritual things. And he's not moved by material circumstances. He does not regulate his response to the instructions of God. Are you here? Are you here? This is important. So a life without the Holy Spirit, when I say without the Holy Spirit, without the active engagement, participation of the Holy Spirit is a life of struggle. 
It's a life of hassle. It's a life of hustle. It's a life of depression. It's a life of anxiety. It's a life of uncertainty. But it says the spirit of truth is going to be a friend. He says he will never leave you. Look at somebody say he will never leave me. Somebody shout aloud. I say he will never leave. He will never leave. He will never leave me. He will never leave me. In other words, he's with me right now. Right now in this place where I may have no goosebumps, where I may feel no change in my body, he is with me right now. I wanted to please help me go to through two or three people real quick and tell him the Holy Ghost is with you right now. Right now. He is here with you. He is in this place with you. He He's operating on you. He's working on your heart. He has not left you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you till the end of the age. Come and look at somebody one more time. Tell him he's with you right now. Oh, marvelous, you didn't even get out of your seat. Uh, now you alone get out of your seat. Already, right, did you get out of your seat at all? Get up, both of you, and look for two or three people and tell them the Holy Ghost is with you right now. Right now! We need to get this. He will give you another Savior. Another savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. Let me ask you, what do you have in a friend? What do you have in a friend? Companionship in your company. So the Holy Spirit is companion. We'll break down some of those details in the second service. What else do you have? Tell me. Trust. Do you know that trust and truth are from the same word? Truth, trust. This is the reason when somebody lies to you, it breaks what? Trust. Because no truth, no trust. He is the spirit, watch this, of truth and is the spirit of trust. He is the trustee of the inheritance you have in Christ. Oh, come on. Some of you have set up NGOs, right? And what do you have? A board of? Oh, you're not getting that. The board of trustees like we have in Kings. They are the ones who ensure that they make the sacrifices to do the due diligence. That all the resources are well accounted for. And that the process do not suffer. The Holy Ghost is on board as a trustee. In other words, he secures the assets of God. And ensures that the resources of God concerning you. And concerning your salvation are properly administered what it means is when you walk with the Holy Ghost your destiny cannot be damaged your life cannot be squandered your potential will not be frittered and until you come into loving companionship with it you are trying to allocate resources without you even knowing how much of it you have you are the one sweating and crying all over the place but it says with the Holy Ghost you have somebody you can trust you have somebody you can trust somebody who will carry you through come on so I, I feel like talking to somebody about this, right? Somebody who's like, but God, I prayed. But God, I wished. But God, I did that. Well, let me tell you something. Trust means that like Job, he said, even though you slay me, I will yet trust you. But 
belief is not yet trust. When Isaac was walking with Abraham to be slaughtered and he said, uh, uh, I'm following you, Father. That's belief. When I said, I see the wood and I see the fire. Where's the sacrifice? And he said, the Lord will provide a sacrifice to Lachbo. That's still belief. Uh, but when it was that Abraham bound his feet and his hands and laid him on an altar and he could see the glinting edge of the razor sharp knife about to descend on him. That's not belief. That is trust. That is trust. That is trust. That is trust. The Bible says that Abraham believed God that he was able to raise from the dead. So Abraham was the first believer in the gospel or the first believer in the resurrection of the Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Trusting God means that if everything is falling apart, I know my Redeemer leaving and that he's able to raise me up on the last day. And that is what it means to trust God. It's not when everything is nice and hunky-dory. It's when I can scold you but you're still following. I can ignore you and you're still following. I can act as if you don't exist and you're still following. Because God says sometimes you won't see me but you must still serve me. You can't touch me but you must still trust me. You can't feel me but you must still follow me because we walk by faith and not by sight. So for everybody who prayed and I didn't get the answer, trust God. For everybody who said I was hoping for this to happen and it didn't happen, I still trust God. I know in whom I have believed and is able to perfect that which he has started. I know that all things are working together for my good because I know I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. I trust you God. I can't see too clear but I'll take the next step. I can't see too far but I'll take the next step. My feelings are real but my faith is superior to my feelings. For the just shall live by faith and not by feelings. I trust you at night. I trust you in the morning. It's January I trust you. It's October. I still trust you. Where are all the God trusters? Oh it hasn't happened yet but I still believe God by the power of the Holy Spirit. Help me look for two or three neighbors. Lord let them tell them I still believe. Sheol tell somebody I still trust God. Israel Kosrep I love what you're wearing this morning. Help me look for somebody and tell them I still believe God. If you believe God open up your mouth and shout it right now. Shout I believe God. Shout I believe. Shout I believe. It may seem like it's taking time. Don't forget what Jesus said to them. He said, I will not leave you orphans, right? He said, Tarry, wait. Where did they wait? In the upper room. How many days? Depend on how you count. Between 40 and 50 days. Pentecost is 50. So between 40 and 50 days, because you count from Feast of Passovers, which is the crucifixion of the Christ. Passover was an emblematic representation of the breaking of his body. Now watch this. They were in the upper room for 50 days. 50 days waiting for this helper. Waiting for this friend. Waiting for this comforter. Can I tell you something? For those who trust God, 
It may take some time according to your calibration, but it always happens. They were in the upper room, possibly frustrated, angry. Why did he say, I will not leave you orphans? You saw that in the text. So I will not leave you orphans. You know why? Because for those who followed a rabbi, a teacher in Bible times, the disciples, or rather disciples, were called children. It happens today in Yoruba land. So let me give an example. How will a Yoruba man or woman say, those are the dash, awon, dash, dash, adeboe in here, if you're talking about Pastor Adeboe. Awon what? Omo. Are you getting it? So they would call them the children Omo Jesu. There were many rabbis. Jesus was not the only rabbi. There were many rabbis. And there were many rabbis, you know that because the Bible says that they had never found anybody who taught without authority. So there were many teachers. The distinguishing factor was the influence of the Holy Spirit. Are you following this? It says, dear little children, I'm, I am to be with you only a little longer. You will look for me and as I've told the Jews, so I will tell you now. I tell you now, you're not able to come where I'm going. But it says, I will not leave you orphans. Because the disciple or the rabbi played the role of parent over them. Teacher, guide, comforter, conflict resolution officer. Sponsor, Oniduro, was, <laughs> was always there. The standby. It says the Holy Ghost is going to play that role. Is somebody here? Somebody shout, thank you, Holy Spirit. I want you to shout it from your heart, not from your chest. I want you to immerse yourself in this revelation and shout, thank you, Holy Spirit. Sit down, let me teach you a little bit more. The Holy Spirit. But open your heart and your mind. So the Father, the Son, the Spirit. Now, somebody's going to go, so are there three gods or is there one God? The Bible makes it clear. I believe it's turn chapter 6. It says, hear O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. We don't serve three gods. That's polytheism. Right? We serve one God, but one God, three distinct persons. How do I know there are three distinct persons? It will be total lunacy for me to be one person as this person and as that person. Let me use Bemiga and let me use, I was going to say Dr. Mbonu, but I already, Jason Mbonu. Okay, let's use him. <laughs> the most, no, both, both three of you. The most used illustrator. I, I, I sense that there's going to be an award for Jason in heaven. Like there'll be a special recognition award. This guy was very faithful. By the way, I'm going to show you a scripture shortly that will let you know that God has nothing but good that he wants to do to you. And that goodness, you, do, you can't even understand it yet. Part of why I'm being deliberately slow this morning is I want to appeal to your understanding, not just to your intellect. I want you to be able to understand it, not just know it. It will change your life. Now, let's assume that this is the Father, this is the Son, this is the Holy Spirit. Let's assume. The Son is speaking 
and is saying, the Holy Spirit, the Father, will send you the Holy Spirit. Are you following this? Let's assume, if they were the same, no, no, stand behind him. You stand in front. If they were the same height, let's say they were exactly the same height, same density, same texture, same color, same combination. How many of you know that when you look at all three of them, you only see one? The Holy Spirit is co-equal, co-eternal, co-existent. There's no inferior, there's no reduction in height or color or stature or state. In other words, God didn't show up, the Father rather, didn't show up on the scene and then say, ah, I'm the Father. Kai, this place is boring, no? I need a son. Boom. Son, hey, we are two. We are two. Later we come three. Sir, two is a company, three is a crowd. Yeah, let's have a third person. Yeah, what we call him? We call him Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Ah, this one, you're very smart. <laughs> Are you following? You have to understand it. Not just say, because some people are like, mm, I don't care, I don't care. As long as I'm praying to God. You might, if God just wanted you to pray to God, as in God, God, as God, because these are some of the things that separate us from the universalists and from new age. Because new age will teach you that the universe and you, you are one. And you are God. You are love and light. But when you start getting into this kind of fundamental and foundational doctrine, you understand that you are not God. Why? God doesn't have a beginning. Now, the illustration I just started with, and I said, God didn't show up on the scene, and after that, said the Holy Spirit and the Son, or the Son and the Holy Spirit, is, if God appeared on the scene, and after appearing on the scene, then he brought forth the Son, it will mean that in the beginning was not the Word. Because the Son is the Word, and in the beginning, in other words, as far back as you go, into the timeline of eternity's past, you will always find the three persons in one God already there. Now, how do we also, let me, let me show you from the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 9, where the word tells us that unto us a child is born, a son is given, and his name shall be, wonderful, can, can you help us just stay on this side, but still stay in that. Look at this, people. Watch this. For unto us, let's read together. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Please, who is the Everlasting Father? And for illustration, he's the everlasting. <laughs> okay. Okay, as in response to Revelation. Who is the everlasting father? It's in the text. Who's the everlasting father? Who's the everlasting father? Who is the counselor? But who do we call counselor? Holy Spirit. 
Who produces peace in the believer? Peace. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Be strengthened with might in the inner man. By who? The Holy Spirit. Isaiah 11 verse 2. The spirit of counsel and? So in Isaiah 9 verse 6 you find the Trinitarian God. The Son is the Father. The Son is the Spirit. The Father is the Spirit. Now, they are different personalities, but they are one in essence. One in substance. One in coexistence. So, when you are praying in the Holy Ghost, you are engaging the full powers of God. If you don't understand this, when you say a prayer, you will be trying to supervise the execution of the answer. And when it does not happen the way you envisage, you say the prayer did not work. Because you don't understand the dynamics of the spirit. How do I mean dynamics of the spirit? What does he call the father? Is the father a 21st century father? 22nd century father? New Testament father? Everlasting Father, in other words, no matter how far back you go into history, this father has always been there. He's the father of all spirits. He's the governor, not only of a time, but of times and seasons. Which means that where you see to the end of this wall, the father's eyes are behind this wall and behind the fence. And he knows what's happening in Lekki right now and what's happening in Zamfara right now and what's happening in Hungary. This is the reason you can trust God with your life. And sometimes in the middle of your storm, you can go to Dead. Why? Because you know that God's got this. How many times did you supervise your antenatal when you were in the womb of your mother? How many times did you tell your mother, have you taken your meds? Uh, don't stress yourself. No, you are not your project. Don't you understand it? David said, all my days are written in your book. Before any part of me was formed, you knit me in the womb. You did not preserve yourself when you were a tiny clot of blood floating around in the incubation center called the womb. You were not there. Before any Anybody could pick up your first heartbeat. There was the ruach of God, the breath of God that said there is a project on earth and I need somebody with this height, this skin color, this eye texture, this history, this background, this location and I will fire you as a missile into time for a season. But something I place on the inside of you can transcend time because I am everlasting father and anything I father through my children can also be everlasting. Oh my God, I wish I could preach to somebody right now. This is the reason Jesus said, do not worry about what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will wear because the everlasting father, he does not forget you need pampas. Do you get it? So, this is now what happens. This is what happens. The three are one. All one. Always. Always one. Ever united. Consistently unite. They are not a man, but they are united. God is not man, but is... Come on, someone send that to me. That could work. Watch this, Franca. Franca, you must understand this. The Holy Spirit, the Son, the Father. Look at what Jesus said, what the son said about the father. The son, now again there are three distinct personalities because if he was the same as the Holy Spirit, 
sorry, yeah, if the Son was the same as the Holy Spirit and the Father, he won't say, I will say to the Father, the Father will send Spirit. In other words, I will say to me, for me to send me, even though me, I'm going. <laughs> Doesn't quite make even logical sense, talk less of theological sense. Are you following this? The son said, in John chapter 1, get a media, it said, no one has seen the father at any time. No man. No man. Moses did not see God. <laughs> May nobody saw God. And some said, okay, but Moses saw God and he, he saw the appearance of the outline. The nether parts, even though it was not in Netherlands. Right? No one has seen God at any time. John chapter 1, I think it's verse 16. But it said, the son has made him known. So, when the father wants to be seen, he manifests as the son. The son is the visible media help us. Verse 18, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son who is... So where was Jesus speaking now? This is Jesus speaking. Where was he? On earth when he was saying this. Right? But he's saying as I'm on earth like this. Where am I? Where am I? You guys are not hearing what I'm saying right now. Where is our brother who just went to be with Jesus? Where is he? In the bosom of the father. Where is the bosom? The closest place, the guy, they smell God's armpits. And God's armpits, no, they smell bad. Some of y'all don't care what I'm saying. Some of you know how I hug you sometimes. Sometimes when I'm with you. How do I hug you sometimes? I go like so, right? Has anybody ever seen me do this? This is funness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, you're not hearing what I'm saying right now. In other words, without me speaking, where I am placing you in my body should let you know how I feel about you. Oh, come on, y'all not getting what I'm saying right now. So Jesus said, as I'm here on earth, because I am still God, I am in the bosom of the Father. Where is the bosom of the Father? I am right here. Where did the Father pick out the wife of Adam from? He picked out the wife of Adam from the bosom of Adam, from the rib. In other words, just as Eve is a part of my structure, oh my Karabaya, and Adam is incomplete without Eve, Jesus is a part of the Godhead, and the Godhead is not complete without Jesus. Are you hearing this? We are one. So even though physically you can see me on earth, you have a high priest who is co-eternal in the heavenlies. He has passed through all of the heavens and he is one with the Father. Come on somebody. Do you want to glorify the word? Do you want to glorify Jesus? Do you want to honor and magnify with a shout from your belly? Do you want to make it loud and strong? He said, it's the bosom of the Father. So when the Father wants to be seen, Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1, real quick. From verse 1. And past times the Lord spoke to us in diverse ways. Right? And his prophets in many different ways. God of various times spoke to us in past times by the by the prophets. Verse 2, real quick. Time. Has in this last days, how has he spoken to us? By his son. See. God is so full of power 
that if it speaks, you won't hear. The Bible says they heard the voice, the father that is. They heard the voice of the father and what they heard was thunder. Mr. Give me a thunder sound. Thunder clap. I want you to understand this. When the father spoke, when he descended upon Sinai, the Bible says that the whole mountain was cut up in smoke. Because there is nothing created that can sufficiently handle the full potential of the one that created it. So God manifesting himself fully to man is like you carrying all the megawatts of electricity and trying to put it in a light bulb. It will ex-flames. So God has to step it down in a code. And that code is a word. In the beginning, what's the word? What is the word? Logos. What is the logos? Logo. That is the iconos. In the beginning, God put all of himself, shrunk himself. The same way in mythology, you have a genie in a bottle. And you put the genie in a bottle. The genie is able to grow big and swallow things and fill up a room. But it puts itself in a bottle. Until somebody who has the password. And the password is the name of Jesus. That unlocks the fullness of the Godhead. For in him is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we are, it pleased the Father to put all of his fullness in Jesus. That means that when you come to Jesus, you're not talking to a nice teacher, a nice rabbi, a nice communicator, a bread multiplier, a fish frying savior. You are coming to the God of life himself. He that has seen me has seen the Father. I am the way, but I'm also the destination. I'm the escalator. I'm also the next level I am the height of all things in me all things consist of somebody hearing what I'm saying right about now you are not a random person without a rich heritage you are a mystery from a mystery in a mystery wrapped up in God and you are waiting to be unveiled to be unleashed because as your father is in heaven so are you on earth it does not yet appear what we shall be like but we know that when we seek him we shall be just like him so when you think you've seen all there is to me you better get ready there's about to be an unpacking an unfailing an unlocking a releasing for out of my belly shall flow rivers of life given water can somebody open their mouth and pray in the Holy Ghost I'm almost there but I need is a push just a little heart Drive it, drive it, drive it. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Brasso brali mado, kabadei abazei labado. 
let me teach you a little bit. Hebrews 1, maintain this posture. I'm watching my time. I'm going to close at the right time. But maintain this posture. You need to suck some things this morning. And as many as can, stay for second service if you can. Or listen online. At various times and various ways spoke to us in times past to the fathers by the prophets. Verse 2, in these last days, and the last days started from the times of Jesus. Right? The last days. I'll also show you, I think, someone should remind me, Ephesians 2 verse 7, that there are ages and ages. This is one age. This whole thing is one age. But this is not the last age. There's another age. Then after that age, there's another age. There's another age after that age. You're not getting that. So that's why when Jesus says, don't worry about what you eat or drink. In other words, the waste of divine potential to compress this almightiness and think that all there is is bread and fish. No, I'll come back to it later. Hebrews 1. Thank you, media. I love this. I prefer the speed now. But go to Hebrews 1. Let me walk a little bit and teach some. He has spoken to us by his son, whom he has done what? Appointed what? Of how many things? By whom did he create all things? You guys face, face. Right? So the father, when he speaks, when he speaks, what is heard is the what? Word. Word or the son. So at the baptism of the son, what did he say? Beloved son. At the transfiguration, what did he say? This is my beloved son and one well pleased. What should you do? Yes. Hear him. Why? Because anything Moses said is not the full story. Some of y'all didn't hear what I just said. Anything Isaiah said was a shadow. Anything Haggai said was not the full picture. If you want to know somebody who knows it all, go to the one who was there when there was nothing. Who do you trust the more? The one who got there after you got a billion dollar project. Or the one who was there when there was nothing. When there was no head flyer, when there was no office, when there was no resource. Are you following? Who do you trust more in your life? The person you just employed last week or the friend who's talked by you seven years ago when you were delayed and had the extra year of the carryover but the person was there with you saying you are smart I believe in you are you hearing what I'm saying is that if you want to know what God thinks about you don't focus on Micah don't focus on Malachi don't focus on Hagar focus on Jesus focus on Jesus focus on the son because in the beginning was the and the word was with and the word was in other words if you have the word you have God that is the other part of it don't say I don't know what God is saying go into the word and say this word is eternal I believe the word of God I am the head and not the tail I am above only and not beneath all things are still working together for my good my life is an eternal testimony I am shining brighter and brighter because my path is the path who am I speaking to where are the people I'm preaching to this morning I'm shining brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. I do not have a better yesterday. My mouth is the instrument by which God nourishes my life. With my life, I saturate my mouth. I saturate my life with the nutrients of God. You declare that. Why? Because as you're declaring the word, what is going on? Words. 
And when words are going on, what's happening? Vibrations. So when you put the word on the word, you have vibe on vibe. Oh, some of y'all didn't hear what I just said. When you put the word on the word, you've got vibe on vibe. I know what I'm saying. Ask all the phonologists and all the uh, singing coaches and vocal coaches. You cannot utter a sound without vibration. Something's got to vibrate. Your vocal cords have to vibrate. When you're speaking, touch here. You can feel the vibration. Or if you're singing from your diaphragm, touch this place. There is tension there. You know, in other words, the eternal counsel of God was encoded in the word. And when the spirit of God was moving over the face of the water, that's one level of vibration. But when God said, let there be la 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 la, it was not just let there be light. The vibrations of God are eternal. That's where that song came from. La 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 light is eternal. Let there be light, 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 light. So that's why Nepa can shut down. But the sun has been shining for thousands of years. The sun management company has not said, sorry, there's power outage. How can the power that was made by the onwards all power ever go out? This is how we are going to be powered in the new Jerusalem. We're going to be solar powered. But the solar is not the sun. It is the light of the sun. For the Lord is a sun and a shield. He will give grace and glory. Psalm 84 verse 11. Nothing good will it withhold from them that love him. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I'm God powered. I'm solar powered. I'm solar powered. I'm God powered. I am powered by the word. Our low leg three people tell them the sun is in me. So when God wants to be seen, when God wants to be seen, who, who appears? Hebrews 1, real quick. Go, 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 go. Verse 3. Real quick. Real quick. Real, real, real quick. Who been of his glory? You're not getting this now. And the How many of you went to Mami Camp or Mami Market or whatever? Or Unilag, or Uni this, or Uni that. And there were all those guys that used to take pictures. Rag day, graduation day, convocation day, and some of them any day. Just show up. And they'll say to you, looking so pretty and so fly. The express brightness of my glory. Right. Now, now all of that, they'll now say to you, okay, I know go take time. Now wait till now. Now what? Oh, Shabalaya. Now what? Now what? Express. So when God wants to print out divine images, he prints it expressly by the word. What it means, listen, when you speak the word, anytime you speak the word, whether the picture is in your hand or not, it's been printed. Shabalaya. 
pray to Vesila Endobaka. He said, Poor God, I can't see it. Don't worry. I know in whom I have believed. The believer has no wasted tears, no wasted prayers. All your tears I have kept in a bottle. Don't you know how seriously I take you? You don't know how big a deal you are. I sent somebody's son to die for you. Even though you were savage and said, Oh, somebody's son still died for you. You don't understand. You may not be a whiskey, but I give you my essence. Because I call you Thames. And the express image of his person. Some people look at Kami and go, Ah, oh, daddy's son. Or when I say, Oh, mommy's son. Even though mommy thinks Ronald looks like me. Mommy's son. Express image. They are not our express images. Express image, some of you get confused. Some of, how many of you got confused with Ogi and Ogo for a while? <laughs> how many of you? Eunice and Esther. Some of you don't even try. Mary Jane and Mary Ann. Vivian's sister. Sisters, you can't. You don't, some of you don't even know their names. Like, hi, what's up? Mary, Mary. That's a smart way to escape, right? This is what happens when you don't know the difference between the son and the father. Because what is said, it said is the express image, but it's not the express personality. For we have not a high priest who's not touched. By the feelings. When you understand that Jesus gets your feelings, you will cry and not be ashamed. The experts said, when you see Jesus, that is exactly the way God feels about you. But God is in a Godness, or the Father that is. The Father, you know how they will say, Are you following this? The fact that the father is not beside you weeping and wailing and crying does not mean he doesn't feel the pain like that. But when you failed jam, daddy was not the one that came to your bunk by 2 a.m. It was mommy. Yeah. Are you hearing that? Right. Yes. Some of you, some of you, it was daddy. <laughs> Hopefully, your da <laughs> Hopefully your daddy's tears didn't make you feel the next. Ah, if my daddy's crying like this, it's finished. The father does not cry. But the son, Jesus, wept. <laughs> Jesus did what? Have you ever seen any place in the Bible where it says, and the father groaned? No. The spirit groans. So the father, rather the son, can take your feelings and feel it for you. The spirit takes the father's feelings and you feel them for him. When God grows, it grows by his spirit. When God feels, it feels by the son. I, I can't even, I need to close. Ah, please, the service is over. So, <laughs> we'll continue the second service. Thank you guys.
and upholding all things by the word of his power. Now, when you see glory and you see power, who's at work there? Who's at work? Holy Spirit. How do I know it's the Holy Spirit? Because the Bible says that the spirit of glory. So when it's saying the brightness of his glory, Jesus is the brightness of the spirit. The full luminance of the spirit. Jesus shows us the extent to which the kratos, the iskos, the dunamos. Are you seeing? As in Jesus' life in Yoruba. From the height of bliss to the depth of the deepest low and then back to the highest place. In other words, the Holy Spirit has the capacity to take the highest highness of God. Put it in human flesh. Then endure the worst degradation and the depravity of the most defiled man. Endure it. Take it to the deepest shield and then raise him back. In other words, the Holy Spirit is the full elasticity of the possibilities of God. So anywhere you are in the range of sorrow to joy, he's got you. The Holy Spirit can never be taken to an altitude where it cannot function. The Holy Spirit can never be taken to an altitude where it cannot function. How many of you know that no human being, no creature, no living being can survive every altitude? If you swim too deep, the pressure of the sea might crush the body. If you go too high, asphyxiation for every living creature from ant to giant. The Holy Spirit is able. The Holy Spirit is at the throne as we speak. And it's inside this room. So wherever you are in all the cadres, he's got you. So I said, mourn with those who mourn. Rejoice with those who rejoice. And if you're a pastor or now many of the leaders sharing the work very effectively, you know that there are days where the same day we are mourning. And the same day we are rejoicing. How can it happen? Man can never say because if you are rejoicing the day where people are mourning, they say you are insensitive. If you are mourning when people are rejoicing, you're a hater. So the Holy Spirit gives you the fluidity and the dynamism. Someone say thank you, Holy Spirit. And I need to close. Speak to him in 30 seconds. Holy Spirit, you are here. You are here. Holy Spirit, you are here. You are here for us. Holy Spirit, you are here. You are here for us. I'm a soldier. Holy Spirit, you are here, you are here for us. Mm. Holy Spirit, you are here for us. Spirit, you are here, you are here. For us, holy 
You are here for us. You are here in us. You are here with us. You are here with us. You are here in us. Care in us. Calaboza dosh. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we give you all the praise. Thank you for your ministry, sweet Holy Spirit. We adore you. We acknowledge you afresh. As we go deeper, as we explore more, we rely on your counsel, we rely on your will, we rely on your tutorial ministry to imprint upon our hearts and our souls all that you have determined and decided for us from eternity's past. To glorify Jesus, to amplify the voice of the Father in our hearts and to bring us to a place where we're totally transformed by the glory of your grace. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. 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 If you received a word, instruction, illumination, can you celebrate God with a clap and a shout? You are here for us. I'm going to teach more in the second service. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this out.